It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. You're listening to You Better You Bet, live from Radio Row, getting you ready for the big game. Hashtag. <laughs> something, something like that. Hashtag. <laughs> get, getting you ready for the big game. Getting you ready for obscure Super Bowl trivia. Yeah, yeah, which, was, right. which was, and I got all of them right, to That be was fair. good. Yeah, it took a little bit, but you uh, were better than most. It is a wonderful football Wednesday. It's Nick Costos. It's Ken Barkley. It's You Better You Bet, BetQL Network, simulcast for the next two hours. By our friends at Stadium. And we got a badass two hours of wagertainment coming your way, getting you set to bet and win, hopefully, on the hopefully. big game, a.k.a. Dot, dot, dot. Super Bowl 58 Sunday with the Chiefs and the Niners here in Las Vegas, Nevada, broadcasting today and tomorrow from Radio Row. Brian Baldinger is going to join us coming up in 20 minutes, Odyssey NFL Insider. Former NFL All-Pro linebacker Sean Merriman hopefully won't kick our ass when he stops by. Yeah. He's a scary dude. When you hear the glass, yeah, it's, it's Sean be, Merriman. It'll, it'll, yeah, it'll, be, it'll be our ass. Yeah. Eric Eager from Sumer Sports is going to stop by as well. But this is this is fantastic because uh, we thought we had a Twitter beef going on with one of our next guests yeah. here. Yeah. And apparently it was it was made up. Um, our next <laughs> guest right now, uh, you need to be listening to them. But if look, the daily tip is on from seven to ten on right. our BeckQL network, seven to ten a.m. Eastern. But if you're not listening to them, to our teammates, you got to be checking out CBS Sports Radio's National Morning Show. It's fantastic, featuring Maggie Gray and Andrew Perloff. Maggie and Perloff. The Twitter account for the show is Maggie and Pearl. Again, six to ten a.m. Eastern. Uh, on CBS Sports Radio, Maggie and Andrew, what's going on? Great to have you on the show. Yeah, no, the Twitter brief is real. I just never <laughs> is actually, it? it was in my head. Okay. I never sent hit send back oh. because what, what, was, we, what were you gonna say? So Pearl, what's yeah. what's uh, well, for, explain this just real quick? Yeah. Can can I call you Pearl? Absolutely, oh, everyone. Yeah. What do you call him? Uh, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I call him my best friend. Guys, no, of course, Pearl. Um, so not Andrew. It's no, Pearl. and I don't mean idiot. I'm just saying, how did you have a Twitter beef with Nick Costas, but it was actually never a beef? How did this happen? Well, are you surprised to be honest? <laughs> uh, you can call me McLovin. Everyone called me that Dan Patrick from the show. Dan Patrick Show. Yeah, so oh, everyone okay, around yeah. here, people call me McLovin too. So you were tweeting nonsense about Dan oh, it's you, and the Lion. McMuffin. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot too. Uh, yeah, you. Now, and I'm trying to find the tweet. There was something you said about Dan Campbell that made me so mad. And it was definitely correct. Yes. <laughs> right. So and, Nick was very pro going for it on all the fourth downs. He was pro like everyone who thinks that that's wrong is stupid. And you're yeah, and like, you're right. like a take the points dinosaur. I am like a win the game dinosaur. Oh. Uh, and I picked it. I think I picked the Lions. So I was upset. I probably had the money line. And no, I, I don't get it. And I might not have hit send. But in my mind, I had a Twitter beef with you. And then I go through your replies. Apparently, me and half of America... We're mad at you for this. So just, you can't be surprised. Former players, fine. too. Which is fine. Coaches. Yeah, people can disagree, yeah. and everyone's welcome to their incorrect opinion right. on this particular subject. <laughs> people Maggie, in the league. No. Right. Maggie, are you with me on this? Yes. I was, and can I tell you what a lonely island it was to be defending yeah. Dan Campbell on that sure. Monday morning? There was everyone calling you every name in the book. The two fourth downs, totally defensible, in my opinion. Of course. Put it in your yeah. best player's hands. Win the freaking game. Hell yeah. Right. And the, but the running on third and goal. That's bad. I couldn't get through it. it That's was, tough. I, I mean, that just you lose the game when that happens. You got to get the onside kick. Yeah. Like, did Dan Campbell like, have a stroke? What happened Damn. in that moment? They had this amazing season. You know you need the timeouts. They blew it. Wait, what about when it was fourth and goal? I'm sorry. It was an extra two point. And by, by the way, I hope for people watching on video, you can see like how advanced our setup is. That yeah. We have one microphone yeah. for our two guests. So right. Thank you guys very yes, much. Yes, thank no. you very much. Please continue. We're so like backup singers here, like, right? Yeah, yeah like Bruce. Maggie's providing yeah. harmony. Yeah. Like Pearl's Bruce got the bass. And little Steven right. singing uh, Badlands. Okay. <laughs> So the two-point conversion against the Cowboys with Detroit. Right. They get moved out back to the seven-yard line. Offsides. And they, 
they still are going for the two-point conversion because Dan Campbell's so stubborn. Do you agree with that call? No. I mean, I, I, I think it's funnier than like any comedy I've seen in like 15 years. <laughs> Which is a really good answer. I, yeah. I mean, I, no is the answer. The, yeah. No, it was insane. But right. like, I laughed my ass off. But yeah, but but like that's him. And I'll and I'll say this. And I actually don't know. I know Maggie's a Bills fan. Yes. What team Pearl did you grow up rooting for? Eagles. Okay, I'm a Giants fan. If you told me as a Giants fan, the Giants could fire Brian Dable, and I like Brian Dable. I know you love Brian Dable, right? It's a Bills fan. Fire Brian Dable today, and I get Dan Campbell. I would do it in a heartbeat. To push the button immediately. What about Sirianni? Would you fire Sirianni for Dan oh, Campbell? Yeah. Uh, well, that's not a high bar. Come on. This is Nick <laughs> Sirianni in Philadelphia. There's a single person in the city of brotherly love who wants him there. But wait. What if I gave you yet a choice? You can only have Campbell or Ben Johnson. Who do you have? Campbell. See, I said that too. I don't understand how we think this offensive coordinator is going to come in and be amazing. How many times do we see first-time coaches who we think are so hot come in and blow it? Campbell, to me, also is the funniest you know, person for people to yell at. Because they're like, you nerd, you analytics nerd. I'm like, Dan Campbell? Yes. Yeah, sure. Do you don't think Dan Campbell understands what momentum is? <laughs> right. he, played the league. What he, he played in the, he literally played in the NFL. He yeah. actually did that. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm now starting a real Twitter beef with everybody at this table. <laughs> okay. I don't know you, but I'm tweeting <laughs> against you. You'll, yeah, you'll, a, you'll want to yell at him. He's a yeah, big, yeah, big Steelers fan. Yeah, I got to get, get everyone's address and put you on uh, some alert list. This is. Nick, actually, I do consistently disagree with you on Twitter, which good. means you have a great Twitter feed. Thank you That's very good. much. That's a good point. I, th I think my Twitter feed sucks, so I appreciate you. And I'm not joking. I think it's terrible. I appreciate oh, you saying well, that. Well, then. Oh, well. Okay, so uh, well, we're confidence boosters. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, morning. How, how about this? Like, I think I'm great Like at this. Yeah. I think I'm brutal Could on you tell? social media. Yeah. You know, so. we have, like, a couch over there that you can lay on, and we can just talk all this out, Nick. Great. You no, deeply he, need he it. He actually does that. Uh, good. <laughs> and then he does it to me. We definitely should. So can I have a confession to make about both of you? Yeah, sure. sure. So I'm, a, you know, my family, I don't think they're listening to this right now, but they might be, and I don't care. I actually lie to my family, my husband and my son, who's four, and I make up stuff about why I have to be in the car on Sunday mornings for your show and Ken for your appearance right. on WFAN just to make sure I'm listening to you both before football starts, so I'm lying. I'm telling them I gotta get something. I've gotta go somewhere. I once made up that I had to go to a workout class that didn't start for another 45 why, minutes. Why can't you just say it? Yeah. Because I'm a mom, guys, and I'm oh, not supposed and it's like, to... hey, I need 45 minutes to go catch up on the comings and goings of the betting world I appreciate and it. the yeah. NFL. I can't tell my four-year-old child, mommy's gotta go listen to Nick to know what <laughs> bets to make on the game today. Did Bet. you hear this rant on Dan Campbell? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah taking I need, the points. I need Ken to tell me the weather in yeah, it's Kansas true. City, a lot of so meteorology like, going on. That's that awesome. hit a lot. And now she's divorced and it's your fault. <laughs> oh, no. no. You know what? <laughs> yeah. but I'm you kidding. Know. That's a tough one. Um, so, I think I lied to them. So I appreciate the kind words yeah, very absolutely. much. And your guy's show is awesome. Again, Maggie and Perloff, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, CBS Sports Radio. They do a great job. Maggie is a huge fan of the Buffalo Bills. Oh. Um, so look, like. There's a lot I, going on. Uh, yeah. So, so <laughs> you think? So full disclosure. Yeah, you hate Sean McDermott. You've hated him for. A I while. think he sucks. I'm, like, I'm there. With I think you. he's and stale. Then, that's then, my thing. And then yeah. I, no, but I want, I want. As soon as I'm done saying what I yep. say, I want you to say this. That's how it goes on our on show. So I, I, I ended up teasing Kansas City in the game. I think I teased them with Detroit. Yeah, two and a half. So two and a half to eight and a half, so they could lose by a touchdown. So I had a bet on Kansas City, and as the game is going on, I am rooting like the fate of the human race is at stake. For the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Like I wanted America I, I was, was so definitely. pissed that Buffalo lost that game. And I wanted to ask you about Sean McDermott and what you think of the Bills moving forward. 
And Ken's got something great here, which you're not going to like to hear oh, as boy. it concerns McDermott and Josh Allen. Well, so like we assume McDermott and Allen will both be back next year, and that'll be the coach-quarterback pairing. There's this crazy historical run, like all throughout every Super Bowl ever, where a coach and a quarterback have never stayed together for more than like four or five years and then won the Super Bowl. Oh, now, obviously, they... No, and like to be fair, life. so if they were going to so like you, break you, you this trend... You thought the 90s were bad. Well, just, if you, well yeah, but if you're going to break this trend, like to be fair... Coaches and quarterbacks don't stay together very often, period. Like, yeah. the coach gets fired. Usually it's the coach's fault, and they try that first. Then they get a new quarterback, or the quarterback thinks they trade him, or they just they disagree or whatever. So it's not like you have a lot of examples of what Allen and McDermott are. That's like teams don't stay together that long. But whether it's like Ravens with Lamar and Harbaugh, who are going to be back again, they haven't made the Super Bowl, that pairing. This will be year seven, I think, for them. Allen and McDermott, I think it's year seven, yeah. something like that. This would be like a first ever if the Bills just – so the point is – Usually you don't get this no, far I down get the, the road, point, Ken. and so you don't just flip the switch. I get the point, but I want to emphasize this: you're not going to. <laughs> you're not going to win a Super Bowl. Well, so thank you, know, you yeah. for driving that point home sure. into the in the detail. But the Ravens aren't going either. Misery loves company. Yeah. Yeah, I care a lot about the Ravens. It's right. Kind of anti-Philly bias. Sean McDermott, a good Philly kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a good, good, good defensive coach. Yeah, well, never going to win a Super Bowl. Well, that story came out about what a weirdo he was, and yeah, they went like, on a six-game win streak. So if he's listening, maybe there's something there. Yeah, it's like so. Keep bringing up 9/11. Yeah. I guess is the uh, yeah. is, is, is per- the perfect. lesson here for Sean right. McDermott. Yeah. Maybe they would have won the Super Bowl. I, I can't defend that. So you're right. And I said this on our show. They had won five games in a row. Everything was a playoff game at that point. Yeah. And before the playoffs even started, I said I don't care what happens. They could go to the Super Bowl. I want Jim Harbaugh. He's the only yeah. person I want. And they didn't get on it early enough. I know Buffalo versus L.A., whatever. He was just living in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yeah, coach Josh Allen. But, like, you yeah, have a better chance shovel. of winning a Super Bowl yeah, in Buffalo, definitely. to be fair. Yeah, yeah, right. He loves to shovel snow. Come right, to right. Buffalo. That's another okay, part of it. So, there, it, it's going to be bad. Pearl's dying to take that mic. Yeah, He's no. dying. How about, how about this? And they're bringing back the offensive coordinator. They barely went out of house to get anybody. They're running it all back. They've got no salary cap. And it's hard. Because I've been waiting for this quarterback my whole life. Sure. Yeah. I was yeah. like seven. And he's Jim, awesome. When they were yeah. going to Super Bowls, I, you know, this was an adult. And I'm afraid, like, we just interviewed Dan Marino. And I'm afraid Josh Allen is going to go the way of Dan Marino. Well, well, say, to be fair, Dan go- Marino got to a Super Bowl. No, I yeah. know he did. <laughs> so, just right. saying. Thank yeah. you, Nick. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I know, guys. Josh but- Allen can too with somebody else. Yeah, with a different team. You guys think that Jim Harbaugh is going to Buffalo over the LA Chargers? Well, I think if he wants to win, a, like his whole thing is you can't win a Lombardi right. in college. Don't you think he has a better chance to win a Lombardi in Buffalo than he does in L.A.? Absolutely not. Why? Because he's got Justin Herbert in L.A. and every resource he'll reform. Who's better, team. Josh Allen or Justin Herbert? Be honest. Josh Allen a little bit better, but I think that he could build his team in the Chargers. It's harder. Is he really going to get everybody he wants in Buffalo? I mean, it's also a personnel thing, no? I mean, they're not more talented than everyone else. The Chargers have more talent than... Most teams are all the expenses. Can I ask you a betting question? Yeah. And then we want to get your thought on the game. Yeah. Um, what do we think the Chargers' win total is like? Not definitely, but likely to be next season. So probably like nine and a half, and Harbaugh will be the favorite to win coach of the year. Yeah. yeah. Over yeah. or under Chargers, nine and a half wins next Over. year. Over. And they're also I agree. Like 35 to one or something on Super Bowl. Yeah. I was talking to my friend Chris Bachman on the Rich Eisen show. We both hit the bet. That's a great chance. They're 16th in odds for a Super Bowl. It can't be that bad. Beat they're the Chiefs in the division next year? What if, they, what if they're like... 
well, three, four to one to win the I mean, division. You saw the Chiefs this year, and they're clearly falling off a cliff. And you, you, well, well in the regular season. And Ken's yeah. thought is that like this may be like the end of this particular I think, dynasty. I think era. Kelsey retires if they win, and this is like the end of this run for the, for now. Like Brady had two runs; they were like different players. Yeah. To me, Kelsey retires. This is like the end of run number Wait, one. Why would Kelsey? Or Andy Reid, who I know came out today and said he's not retired. Right. Why would any of these guys retire? Well, Kelsey's he well, he's thirty. Well, he's he's he never needs. He's bigger than football at this point. He's a worldwide celebrity. Yeah, but his life's pretty good. No, his life is awesome. But like he's set for life. It's no, done. Yeah, but there's a lot of guys who are set. So is Andy Reid. I mean, he's going to keep going. Andy Reid can't get hurt by like a tackle. Oh, that's the only thing. Right? I know, but well, well, I mean, he could. I guess he's just get out of the way, right? Cheeseburgers get <laughs> right. launched, right? The, right. the nuggies. Go grab me those nuggies right there, right? Yeah. Right. A little, don't mind if I do. Right. Uh, I, I just, you, you have somebody like Mahomes. You can, you can never play football again. And these guys, it's their whole life, and, sure. and it ends. Think of all the changes that are going on in his life now, just by dating Taylor. You're really going to end it all and start what jumping into action movies? I don't see it quite uh, yet. Thirty seconds to go. Yeah. What do you guys like in the game? Uh, we have a season-long betting contest. Oh, I all I need who is won? Well, uh, no, I'm up two picks. We do three picks a week. I just need to win a prop, uh, the over/under, or the game. I pick the Chiefs, the under, and I haven't decided on the prop. I'm going to ask you guys in the break for your best prop. Okay, sounds okay. good. Okay, I am going against the media. All right, everyone's picking the Chiefs. Yes. I'm assuming because Mahomes. And how do you not, you know, give them the. I'm just going to so go fade the bag. You're fading the public. I'm, you're fading I'm the public. You yeah. taught me, Nick, to fade the public. You know what did, I like? Did you teach her that? I yeah. like Kansas City. So, <laughs> Nick, yeah. you can't abandon me now. You're, you're on your own. Right. You've been telling me the public is yeah. no the card. <laughs> lie, lie to your kid and your husband. Join, the, join the Twitter beef. Maggie and Burloff against Nick. I, I love, love it. You can't abandon me now, Nick. Uh, so listen, their show, I, I'm going to do something with you guys tomorrow, yeah, right? let's do this home and home. Uh, love it. Uh, and. <laughs> Ken's coming also? Obviously. No, thanks, guys. Ma- Ma- so Maggie and Perloff is awesome. I won't say anything about the Bills, I promise. Uh, 6 to 10 a.m. Right. 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, CBS Sports Radio, at Maggie and Pearl. We appreciate it very much. Thanks for uh, coming on the show. You guys are the best. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. But, like, no, like, we really are, though, right? Yeah. We uh, love that. We love you. And we love oh, you. Yeah. Uh, Pearl, how does it feel to know that your Eagles will never match my Giants in Super Bowl trophies? <laughs> Wait, how many do you have? We got, we, got, we got four, man. Four? Oh, I don't remember any of that. All right. Well, wait, we'll wait. see you later. What right? happened? Who'd they beat in what, that Super Bowl with that kid, field goal miss? I can't remember. Oh. Oh, no. You mean, I, I'm pretty How sure. I get I'm pretty over sure this. that game was played on January 27th, 1991 in Tampa, Florida. Nick, what I keep telling Who did myself. They play? Yeah. Whenever things go bad, I just say to myself, at least we're not the Bills. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they can see, like, this is why their show is, their show is right. amazing. <laughs> Bills also, and Eagles that fans. Bills Eagles game was so stupid yeah. this year, also. It don't really get me was. Started. Don't get me started. I bet Buffalo, and that's just like really frustrating. All right. Uh, Maggie and Perloff there. Great. CBS Sports Radio morning, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, that's really great. Love them. Yeah. They're great. Uh, coming up next, you know who else is great? Was I too heavy-handed with the McDermott thing? I was like, no, you don't understand. No, you're not You're not winning. You've been saying that on the air for a long time. You're, you're just not going to win. All right. Uh, on the other side, he's standing. He's been walking around here. Yeah. He's right o- there. Yeah. Odyssey Sports NFL Insider in person. Maybe I know he disagrees with my Dan Campbell, so maybe he'll strangle me. Brian Baldinger is coming up next, sitting down at the set, oh, eating man. some Cheetos. How fantastic is this? Baldy joins Nick and Ken coming up next, Wednesday, Radio Row, Las Vegas, Nevada. You better, you bet. That sounds like Nick Bringing the action of the big game to you. It's You Better, You Bet, live from Radio Row in Las Vegas. You're listening to You Better You Bet, live from Radio Row. 
Getting you ready for the big game. <laughs> yeah. Also, he's Nick and I'm Ken. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Bet QL Network. Whatever. On a Wednesday. Uh, Maggie and Perloff are awesome. That was great. That was, that was great. a very nice thing that Maggie said. Uh, yeah, she's, she's great. We'll do a home and home with them. We'll yep. go on their show coming up tomorrow. They'll pre-tape it. They'll play it on Friday morning. Your FAN show is fire, too. It's 30, 30 minutes, no breaks. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so Maggie and Perloff, again, CBS Sports Radio weekdays, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. Our pal Eric Eager from Sumer Sports going to stop by the show in about 20 minutes. But joining us right now, I got to tell you, because yeah, the only thing that's more orange than the Cheetos he's eating right now is his skin because he's so freaking tan. <laughs> Is our guy Odyssey Sports? I might be saying you got some bronzer on right now because you're doing TV yeah. also, right? Come on, this is like straight from Fort Lauderdale. But Baldy, you you did TV. You're wearing some makeup right now. As someone who chair. used to wear makeup, I was in the chair. Yeah. I was in yeah. the chair. That's and, okay. And he, and he looks awesome. Um, for the first time ever in person, mm -hmm. Odyssey Sports NFL Insider Brian Baldy, our host of the best football show, yes. at Baldy NFL. What's going on, Baldy? Nick, Ken. I mean, we finally do this face to face. I love it. Enough and of it, this uh, like this radio stuff and. All the other Zoom and all that other stuff. This is face to the way it's supposed to be. This is right face here. to face. And Baldy, people saw on camera eating a bag of Cheetos. You asked if it was okay. We said yes. Buy hey, Cheetos. Also, also, he would have done it anyway. Well, okay, <laughs> but I just. I'm not into rules. Show. But, you know, like, you have to, I'm not into rules. Well, I'm not into rules. But, He's a large okay. man. So, yeah. yeah, there you go. People say no. You're just like, well, I'm going to open the bag anyway. Well, here's the thing is that, you know, I do breakdowns. But anybody can break down San Francisco's running game. Like, anybody can break down Kansas City's blitz schemes. But can you break down the perfect crunch? Go ahead. You're like in a salty snack, like like this uh, Cheez-Its right here. Cheetos. Cheetos. Cheetos yeah. But crunchy Cheetos. Yeah. Crunchy Cheetos. Like like if you just hear it, like you can hear it. It's, it's just like that's the Somewhere there's crunch. like a Frito-Lay executive just cheering. <laughs> yeah, <right there>. absolutely. <laughs> so che Cheetos are excellent. Uh, yeah. First question. Who in the NFL thinks Nick Costos is an idiot? Well, there's a, a, a certain coach in San Francisco that okay. has had a lot of success in this league, that he's a play caller, head coach, been to Super Bowls before, hasn't won one, but he might he might think uh, on the downside about you a little bit. It's Kyle Shanahan Kyle hates Shanahan. me. Oh, yeah. man. So well, I don't know. Hate, that's a strong word. Disagrees. Uh, he, would, he would disagree sure. with your assessment of him not being aggressive enough in a particular playoff game. Okay, so we're talking about the Green Bay game, yes. settling for the field goal at the right. end of the first. Now, to be fair, I did compliment him and say he's like, I'd love for him to coach my team, yeah. just yes. that I disagreed with that particular. You're allowed to do that. Yes. You're allowed to, Nick. I mean, not everybody has all the answers. So, uh, And I don't think Kyle's had all the answers, so you're, you're allowed to disagree. Okay, well, I will just say on record here, I, if the Giants fired Brian Dable, and I like Brian Dable, would love for Kyle Shannon to coach my team. Yeah. Also, coach, maybe go forward a little bit more. That would be my opinion. Sure. Just my thought. Are you uh, signing Saquon to a long-term deal? I hope not. Okay. And I and it's nothing. I I do a lot of New York media. Yeah, of course. It's he's a great player. And great by, person. I I don't know him, hmm? but by all accounts, sounds like you do a little bit, or maybe a lot. A great person, great in the community. I think like taking him second overall was the start of this disaster for mm -hmm. the Giants. Just like drafting, it's not that he's not a great player. Mm -hmm. You can't allocate that type of resources to this position. I, I agree. I so, agree. And it's not it's not undermining the position. The position's valuable. But and you he's can get great, great players right. at, at much later. So I, I hope that they don't sign him. Let him go to like the Chargers, mm -hmm. like sign with Jim Harbaugh. And let him go chase a ring because the Giants aren't winning a Super Bowl next year. I so, so I hope that I wish him the best, but I hope he does not come back. Yeah. No, I think they, they're going to make some executive decision. So, I mean, they, 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 you know, look, the position is just changed. Just changed. There's only one Christian McCaffrey in this league right now. And we'll see, like, what happens next year after 400 touches. Maybe they get the Super Bowl and that's all they wanted. 
at a Christian McCaffrey, but it's hard uh, when you need so many other pieces to build a foundation for your team, like the 49ers have. You know, they have a foundation. The Chiefs have a foundation. You can plug in seventh-round running backs in Kansas City if you're good enough, and you can achieve what you want, and that's what they're doing. What are you uh, What are you excited about seeing in the game? What's the thing you're most excited about? I think it's the matchup, honestly, between Kyle and between Spags. Like, that matchup, sure. to me, intrigues me. Like, I could break it down. I could go, okay, Nick Bosa against Juwan Taylor. I could go, I mean, I could go inside one-on-ones. But I feel like that's, a, that's the level of chess match where you've got greatness going against greatness. And really, how you sort of start the game and what you can glean early in the game about how Kansas City is going to defend uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Right? Are they going to rob the middle of the field? Are they going to get extra pressure? Where's the pressure going to come from? Are they going to do on first down, third down? These are all like things that you have to do in real time, but you have to sort of learn their behaviors early in the game to have success late in the game. Can Kansas City stop the 49ers run game? And if so, how do you think it'll happen? Well, I mean, they discourage, they stopped Baltimore's because they discouraged them from running. That's not going to happen with Kyle, right? I don't believe that. I believe that. Even if you look back to Detroit, uh, the NFC Championship game, Christian McCaffrey touched the ball in 10 of the first 20 plays. And they scored on the first two drives. Now, the opening drive was a field goal. But second drive, they drove the field for a touchdown. Third drive, they threw an interception. But they got the ball to McCaffrey, 10 out of 20 plays. That's pretty high percentage. So that's what they would probably like to do in this game. Um, Baltimore was discouraged way too quickly in that game. And I don't believe San Francisco will fall into that trap. You saw, I'm sure, Joe Thune not going to play in this game or a long shot to play in the game. Tell us about, like, how big of an impact that might be against the Niners' interior. Well, I mean, to uh, Kansas City's credit, Nick Allegretti played great, and you didn't see a drop-off. You didn't see one-on-ones being, uh, you know, where you're giving up instant pressure. You didn't see any fall-off in the run game. He looked like he belonged. Now, he's a very smart player. He's, he started a bunch of different positions. He started at center. He started at guard. He started at tackle. And he's a left guard right now, and they need him at left guard. But, you know, playing next to Creed really helps. Donovan got back in there, Donovan Smith at left tackle. And Trey has got a howitzer for a right hand that um, when he fires it, you feel it. You know, it's a gut punch. So sure. it's a great group inside. You better you better hear with Nick and Ken live from Radio Row, Las Vegas, Nevada. Our guest, Odyssey Sports NFL insider, the great Brian Baldinger. Baldy, give us, I, want, I don't even know if like spiciest take is the right way to frame this, but kind of maybe like something that you think is going to happen in the game that maybe the majority of people, like, I, I think the Niners are going to run Debo Samuel in the game, like, mm-hmm. more than maybe people might think. And maybe it's that, something along those lines, something that people aren't talking about that you think could be a critical factor coming up in the Super Bowl. You know, like, for Kansas City, I mean, we have seen the receivers, you know, drop a lot of passes this year. But I, I just feel like there's a guy like Justin Watson is a guy that I know Mahomes trusts. He doesn't get a lot of targets. But if, the, if San Francisco says... We're going to, like, really key on Kelsey. And we feel like, you know, our corners, Traverius Ward or whatever, can lock up on Rasheed Rice. I feel like Justin Watson, the guy that nobody talks about but has played big in big games before, That that's one guy. You know, and then the first guy signed in free agency last year was the 49ers signing Javon Hargrave, and he's had a very quiet season. But he's a dominant pass rusher. And we just haven't seen enough of it. And they need the interior of this defensive line to show up for San Francisco. And I just feel like Hargrave can be a guy, maybe against Allegretti, that you can really look at that matchup and go, we haven't mentioned Javon Hargrave's name enough, and maybe 
we do that in the Super Bowl. That's why they brought him in. That's why they signed him to get him to a Super Bowl to win a Super Bowl. So, Baldy, you talked about kind of one cross match you were really interested in was obviously Spags mm-hmm. against Kyle Shanahan. I mean, that's like mm-hmm. like Hall of Famer against Hall of Famer, almost two guys with a lot of success. Much. The flip side of that, Reed, Nagy, Mahomes, like mm-hmm. his triumvirate against Steve Wilkes, who's been under like a lot of fire the last mm-hmm. couple weeks of how they played. Mm-hmm. You kind of mentioned someone with Hargrave there, like they just have to play better. Is it is it an effort thing? Is Wilkes kind of right to be under fire? Is it a schematic thing? Like what's happening the last couple of weeks? Well, they got. I mean, they couldn't. They didn't get off blocks against Detroit, and for a large part against Green Bay. I mean, it starts with defeating one-on-one blocks. And the effort's bad, right? The, the right. effort. I well, mean, Chase you saw, Young, you saw those clips. Yeah, right? but Chase yeah. has had. He's played with that type of effort before. He just doesn't understand it. Like he's got to play. I've seen him play harder than what he played and what we saw him play. But he's capable of playing harder. And he's got to play harder. Now, you would think that when you have Nick Bosa playing as hard as he does, like that would just be Max Crosby contagious. Like everybody would want to play with that type of effort. Um, and we haven't seen that. But they, they got to play with a lower pad level. The two, all four defensive tackles had poor games against uh, Detroit for San Francisco. And then what happens when your tackles aren't playing well, your linebackers start guessing. And I felt like Fred Warner, as good as he is, I thought he started guessing a little bit. And they, they got themselves out of position. And so it comes back to run fits. It comes back to defeating blocks, refusing to stay blocked. I mean, those are things that you can run that projector back over and over again, and you can maybe coach those points up. To emphasize, though, that you're not winning a Super Bowl if you play like you did against Detroit. Outside of Christian McCaffrey, which San Francisco 49ers skill position player will have the best game on Sunday? I think Ayuk. I think Brandon Ayuk. I mean, look, these are great corners. So do you, do you think that, because I think a lot of people are saying, Baldy, that Lejarius Sneed's going to guard Ayuk. Do you think that's going to happen? And if so, can Ayuk get the better of him? I don't think he'll travel with him. It's not really something they do. They, they can do it. Legarius is a great player. Um, but so is Trent McDuffie. So is Jalen Watson. They're all they're all very good. They're all very smart. I don't, just because of the way that they move players around, I don't know if Legarius will travel with them. He's given up one touchdown pass all year. But I do believe in the route running ability of Brandon Ayuk. I, I believe that he's an elite route runner. And if they put Legarius on him, I think he can defeat him. Wow. I think something we're really wondering. Yeah, absolutely. Something we're wondering, too, with San Francisco's offense. And Andy Reid even talked about this. All the Kansas City Chiefs talked about it. When they watched Brock Purdy on film, they go, yeah, you know, like, obviously, like, the Shanahan schemes are excellent. Purdy was number one in the league in a bunch of passing mm-hmm. statistics. But Purdy running the ball was, like, a huge part of that Lions game. The mm-hmm. key plays on the drive, it's almost like this light bulb moment for Purdy where he takes off. Could you see them doing that in this game, like Purdy having success based on how the Chiefs might defend them? Well, it, it could. It could. I mean, if, if he's not going to run just to run. He's not going to take off because they don't expect him to take off or because they're not keeping eyes on him. He's going to run because the situation dictates it. And that's decision-making. And that's why he's so undervalued by a lot of people. His right. deci- this guy behind us right here, Cam Newton, like he's not a big fan. All right? But that's okay. Like You can all have your opinion, but the guy's decision-making is elite. And it was in that game. And they were critical runs. But you also – we've seen him avoid rushes over the first year and a half that he's played. We haven't seen those type of, you know, three runs for 52 yards or chunks, right? You know, those are those are when you get chunks like that, you generally score on those drives, and they did. Who's going to win the game? I think Kansas City's going to win. And I, uh, how do you see it playing out, like score wise? This is me asking you, like, hey, do you like the over or the under? Yeah, 47. Or just what kind of game is it going to be? Is it a shootout kind of a game? Well, you never know. Like that shootout question is legit, right? right. Ken, Mahomes but, and Purdy, but right. you don't know how these things. You know, it's like a boxing match where it can look really slow in the beginning, and then the flurries just start coming. Because you got to score, like in boxing, you got to score points. Sure. And you got to score points here. And all of a sudden, 
the game just opens up like it did for San Francisco in the second half against Detroit. Like from the very first play, they opened it up. So when does that happen? Or does the, the tempo of the game sort of dictate that they're going to play it close to? So we say 47. I would say over because I think at some point the offenses are going to get busy. Andy Reid said, I think it was earlier today or yesterday, he's not going to retire if they win the Super Bowl. Do you believe him? Do you think there's any chance that he walks away if they win this game? There's no chance he walks away. None. No chance. No. I mean, I don't know what the line what is. About, what about Kelsey? Uh, I, I don't think he's going to walk away. I think he's having too much fun. I think it's fun for everybody. I mean, for, you know, for his girlfriend, for her family. I think the whole thing has been fun. Like, why? And I know, like, some people would say, and I would say this, too, especially in Vegas. Like, I always believed in leaving the party before it's over. Sure. You know, I, I believe in that as a player. But I think he's having a good time. And I think his girlfriend's having a good time, Taylor Swift. But I, there's no We've way. Heard and, of her. And, uh, yeah, but it's, oh, Taylor Swift. Oh, right. <laughs> Just, uh, I think Andy Reid, this is what he does. Like, he doesn't golf. He doesn't fish. He doesn't hang out at his beach house in Southern California. This is what he does. And this is what he enjoys doing. And he's got, he's got the best quarterback of all time, or at least of our generation right now. I mean, I'm not going to try to stack them up, but you know, he's got the best. We understand what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, of course. But like, why would you leave Patrick Mahomes and what you're doing right now? This is what you try to get to. That's what everybody's trying to get to. Try to find that type of player. Now you have it. Why would you walk away? If Kansas City wins the Super Bowl on Sunday, who wins most valuable player? Mahomes. So definitely Mahomes. Yeah. I, so my my thing, Baldy, is just I. I feel like Kansas City is hyper-focused on a couple other offensive players in all the playoff games, right? Mm-hmm. Pacheco, really high usage. Mm-hmm. Kelsey, really high usage. Rasheed yeah, Rice. But, but, but even in the games right. that you just described, where Kelsey, you know, last game against Baltimore. Because he would have been run. the MVP do you, do you in think, that game, right? Do you, do you think Kelsey or Mahomes would have won MVP in the Ravens game? I would I would, I would still say Mahomes won, wins the game. Wins that game. The throw to Kelsey for the touchdown, you go up 7 nothing is like look, Kelsey Hamilton. made the catch. Yeah, right. But that, that throw can't be thrown any more perfect. So uh, all 11 completions to Kelsey, Mahomes threw those balls. Now, there were some pretty simple completions, but still the way that he gets the ball out of his glove to turn a double play is, you know, Ozzie Smith couldn't turn it any faster than that. 30 seconds to go. I feel like I'm up against it on this bet. <laughs> no, we'll see. 30 seconds to go. The team that makes the number one pick in the draft will be who, and the player that they draft is who in 30 seconds. And this is a pencil answer we haven't even got to the combine yet just curious with all the caleb williams news swirling well I, I i think as much as i love justin fields and i love him i think chicago is going to draft caleb williams and trade justin fields okay and that's uh two people that have said that yeah the answer to the question but just because of, i mean honest, honestly the economics tell you that's what you should do yeah and then like, reset the rookie contract yeah, right exactly rather than pay fields and keep building around right. it baldy uh we love having you yeah thank sincerely you. likewise likewise in, in person and, really fun and we appreciate yeah. that um, is it true that you are like magnanimous enough with your time to join us again on Super Bowl Sunday? Uh, I think that's possible. Nick. Yes, <laughs> okay, very much. I gotta tell you, yes. man, I love this guy. Yeah. We appreciate <laughs> like, you, brother. He loves even more now. Thank right. you very much. Enjoy thanks, the thanks. Cheetos. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you, Bobby. The, the great Brian Ball for joining us here. How about Kyle Shanahan hates my guts? That's not what he said. No, I but know. but, but yes, you fine. can exaggerate it. That's okay. Yeah. Hey, hey if the coaches aren't talking about you. Hey, yeah, also, so. if I were Kyle Shanahan, I'd think I'm an idiot too. So no worries. No worries. Thank you, Baldy. Baldy, thanks a lot. Do I got Cheetos? Cheetos? That's all right. They're snacky. It's a good one. Coming up next, Eric Eager sits down with us. You're listening to You Better You Bet live from Radio Row, getting you ready for the big game. Also, Nick Costos and Ken Bark. Hey, what's up? We're here. What's going on? Hey, hey, hey. There's a row, and it's got some radio on it. And, uh, And we're on it. Yeah. 
We are on Radio Row. We are. It's There's a, a row. It's a physical row of yeah. transistor radios, and we are sitting on it. It is. We're sitting on Radio Row. Yep. Uh, how about Brian Baldinger in the last? What a what a nice guy. It's just some people are just better in person, and he's awesome when he comes on with us. But like that's just dudes eating Cheetos, just breaking down offensive line play. So uh, Eric, his life. Eric Eager is joining us right now from Sumer Sports. Looks like uh, an offensive lineman. Eric, yeah. like everyone's, I, I'm short. Also, like everyone's so tall, and it's really it's. it's how I, tall are you, Eric? Like six three or so. What a yeah. what a six three. Do you ever stop to think like that you that you're a jerk because of that? Well, the, what's funny is so you, I've like probably like since two years ago I've probably lost like forty pounds. So everybody, you a look lot good. Of, Which a, looks, lot of, yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, you look thin, and of course, but I still am pretty big. Like I'm tight end size, you know. So so a lot of people. Oh, well, oh, 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 okay, okay, slugger, slow down there. <laughs> the people people are like uh, people come up to me, and the number one response is, "You look taller than I imagined." So I don't know if I give off short vibes, but I do know in the Super Sports Show with me and Thomas Dimitrov. Thomas, Thomas is, is like five seven. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. Right. So everybody is like Thomas gives up shorter than or taller than normal vibes on 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 radio. I give up shorter than. I think like we did like set up the studio in a way where he looks taller and I look shorter. So then whenever yeah, it is stark when we when we get meet people in person. So Eric is referring to the Sumer Sports Football Show, which we plug throughout the season. Right. Eric's co-host is former Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov, who's represented by our agent, the great Scan. So uh, Brian Baldinger was on with us in the last segment, Eric. And Baldinger revealed that Kyle Shanahan just literally thinks I'm an idiot. Like heard me in an after the Sunday morning where Ken and I are doing the show yeah. after the Niners Packers game. We have Baldy on the show, and I asked Baldy, like, do you think Kyle Shanahan's too conservative sometimes in the big moments? And Baldy, and it was like a great radio, and like I, we like each other, yeah. it's all good. He like bristled at it and challenged me a little bit. And I came back at him like, look, like end of the first half, you can't settle for a 52-yard field goal in the rain with a crappy kicker and then the kick gets. It got blocked. He could have made it still. Like I didn't like the decision. Apparently Shanahan was listening and like texted Baldy how stupid what I said was. Do you know for a fact if anyone in the league thinks you are an idiot? Oh, I think that there's I, I know for certain that there are people who are big fans. Okay, like okay. Can, can, can you name one without like revealing? Or, or even like a position? Like, is it? No, no, no. We want a name. Uh, name would be tough, but like I know, like, like for example, like an assistant GM that was interviewing for GM. I, I messaged them, uh, and I was like, "Hey, uh, congratulations on getting an interview. Uh, good luck." And he go he messaged me back. He goes, "I really like your Twitter. Never change." Your and Twitter I was, is great. That's pretty and I good. Was like, and I was like, oh, that like I don't know if that's a pat on the head or if it's like a truly I think you're clever, but that was pretty fun. I do yeah, there are probably people who think I go too far or maybe I'm a little bit like I am kind of a clown. Like I do like have, I like to have fun. I like to like joke around. And and I've certainly said some things in, in the past that have been wrong. Uh, I, I remember in 2021 I, I told people to stop Rams planning to me about how the, the FM picks and all this stuff was and of course they win the Super Bowl, I look like a huge idiot. And you know, they, they did have to blow the thing up, but um, I, what you're not wrong about Shanahan, right? I mean, the fact that the guy, I mean, 2021, the Rams, like, I could have been right. Instead, he punts on fourth and one in the right. NFC Championship game. Jimmy and, Ward doesn't help, but yeah, you're yeah, right, yeah, 100%, yeah. obviously. And then, and then the, the game against the Chiefs four years ago, you know, the, the Kittle, Kittle gets called for offensive pass interference on Dan, so Dan yep. Sorensen, and he just turtles at the end of the half. And, of course, they could have used three points probably uh, there. Um, yeah, he is a pretty conservative coach. Now, he's a 10 out of 10 in a lot of stuff, and I think from a team-building standpoint, um, to be able to <clears throat> get by with failing on Trey Lance and still have a roster that's able to get pretty back to the Pretty amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, the, like the 49ers are a team that 
you know, there are not a ton of 10 out of, there's no 10 out of 10 teams in the NFL, but there are nine out of 10 team. And I think Kansas City probably is one as well. Uh, so there's not a ton you can ding them for, but I do think that one weakness is obviously in-game management for Kyle. The uh, You and I were talking right before the show, and you were saying all the media obligations that you had the last couple of days. Like, you're, you're kind of like at the end of your, yeah. like the wave is like crash. That's like, oh, like it's kind of relaxing. It's yeah. kind of nice that we get you in this day, which is pretty cool. Like 40 interviews. Like, give us a couple of things that you got asked. Like, you got you did 40 interviews. What Like, what did you get asked that you're just like... I can't roll my eyes at this, but like, really, like, really, this is what it is. I'm actually like fairly um, pleased with the the people that we got on with because sure. they they asked pretty like it's mostly the Dan Campbell stuff. A lot of times it's have you factored in momentum? Have you factored in? A lot of times it's. Do you ever so this want to tell win- those people like to drop dead? <laughs> so this is win probability. Like people yeah, are yeah. saying like the difference between going for it or kicking the field yeah. goal, and or- people always wonder if like those models have like momentum or yeah. things that are like tough to quantify. Exactly. Them. Right. And I'm just like define momentum for me and then I'll try to quantify it, but it's almost impossible to. Right. And that's, that's why, you know, obviously betting is so cool because you know, you define a market and, and then you, you pick a side of it and then you resolve the market and there are house rules for when it's ambig- ambiguous and stuff, but you end up winning or losing. And, and, and a lot of times people who are sort of arguing in bad faith will construct a system where you can never win or lose. It's always a push. And, and that's, to me, how a lot of people have tried to back Dan Campbell into a corner. Because for me, it's always, I always get to the part of, guys, we're all in a football place right here. You're talking to, you know, uh, Brad Holmes, who's a big hulking, I talk about me as a tight end. Brad Holmes, a big hulking dude, beard, and he's like, and then he builds an offensive line with Panay Sewell and Jonah Jackson and Frank Ragnow. And he has a head coach who's a former NFL tight end. And now he's been going for fourth down. And all of a sudden, you're going to go up to Panay Sewell and say, now you got to kick in because this soccer player is going to try to tie the game for us. Are you freaking kidding me? You know, like, how did we how did we build this sport into one where it's all about toughness and grit, also that a, a head coach could throw a soccer player under the bus when it doesn't work? I, I that that's to me the biggest like that that's kind of where I've taken the conversation the whole time. I don't even care about like the math. We've solved the math before. At this point, we're just arguing over stupid stuff. But that that's where I get to is like. Imagine drafting Panay Sewell seventh overall and then being like, your fate is in the hands of a kicker. I've been saying it for a couple weeks now. I feel like Nick wants to give you a standing ovation for that Uh, answer. I think he he was moved. He knows, knows, Eric knows how I feel about that. You better you bet with Nick and Ken live from Radio Row. Our guest, Eric Eager from Sumer Sports on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. Just curious, while we're talking about Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell is the blank best head coach in the National Football League. He's the best at quantifiably. He added 1.04 wins to the Detroit Lions. I think I would take him over. I think I think Shanahan might Shanahan might be the best. I think I, so, I, I, I think Campbell might be the best. So, he so, might be number one. So if I was if I was if I was the general manager of an NFL team, one of the first things I would do, and that team was bad, like bad, bad. I was taking over bad. Like team. the Lions were. Yeah, sure. I or like Washington this year or yes. something, like that, whatever. Yeah. I would consider. I would trade for. Shanahan or McVay, that would be that. I would make it. I would make the Rams turn down two first round picks. I would make the Niners turn through for, down two. And first they round would, picks. right? To be fair, they would. Yeah. But I'd make them do it. After that, you're probably looking at Andy Reid, John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin. You know, a few of those other guys. But I, I think Campbell. If you're not, if he's not in the top six or eight for you, I don't know what what you're watching. That team didn't win a playoff game for 32 straight years, and and now he had them. He had the 
best team in the NFL, a team that the betting markets make nine points better than the average team on a neutral field. That team down 17 in a playoff game at home. I don't know. Like that, you know, and a lot of teams are like, they, they, they say, you know, they, they want to dismiss the Lions, but they've overcome everything. I mean, they went from, you know, 313 and three just two years ago to where they are now. I, I think it's an incredible feat. So you were talking before, you mentioned something briefly with the Campbell answer, and it was math driven. And I heard, and I'm sure people heard it like that he added 1.08 wins, whatever that was. Yep. I did, I'm confident that that was come to, and like, a, I don't want to question the formula and momentum yep. or whatever. Was that, was that the most? Like who's who's twice, at that end and who's at the other end was going to be my question. Twice as much as any coach in the NFL. So Andy Reid's tied for second with .5. So okay. Andy Reid and, and it's like decision making, like yeah. stuff they do during the game. And the right. thing that Andy Reid does really well, and this is for this show by the way, there's a there's a kind of a trap in the prop market where oh no trap game. In, in two years ago, one of the bets I really really liked was Rams first timeout at minus one fifteen because Sean McVay is an absolute dog right. timeouts <laughs> and. I and and, and I for looked, people like remember yeah. the Lions game yes. used to immediately yeah. at the start of the second and, and half. that one cashed and, and that one was a and I gave it out every single place TikTok Instagram everywhere and and I went to the, I saw the market this year and it's still even and I was like oh my gosh this looks great but I looked and Andy Reid does great but he, he mostly preserves second half timeouts the first half he's kind of like you know you can't take him with you and he and Kyle are about the same there they're about average at keeping first half timeouts. Andy Reid has generated about eight percentage points better than the average coach on keeping second half timeouts in his hopper. They're really good at special teams, meaning um, in the NFL now, if you kick the ball deep, and you you should kick the ball through the end zone on kickoffs and fair catch kickoffs if you're returning them. Everything else just induces injuries or worse field position, right? And he's added a ton there. Dave Tobe has actually bought into that, which has been great for the Chiefs. And then it's fourth down two-point conversions, which as Andy Reid, as you saw in the AFC Championship game, he went for two ones. One didn't work, but one actually extended right. a drive that became a touchdown. Andy's been very good there. Kyle's been 19th in the NFL, point uh, two uh, wins below the average coach. Uh, and, and then the bottom this year, I believe. What, what is Kyle bad at? Like, why is he not? Because people are gonna be like, "How is he 19th?" It's the special conservative stuff. nature. Stuff, well, or? like, like so he kicked it short to Keyshawn Nixon in the in the right. Packers game, and that was a big, you know, a big play from win probability standpoint. Uh, so they 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 opt into special teams, which is negative EV. They're actually better at fourth downs than they normally are, but they're they've only gone for one two point conversion the last two or three years, if I remember correctly. It's a lot of that stuff. So it's just like marginal stuff. He's not terrible. Uh, because there are a lot of terrible ones in the league, but he's not great either. Uh, the funny one is the Raiders bought into Antonio Pierce, who's fourth worst in the NFL in that measure. Who's the? Uh, we have like thirty seconds left here, and then like we'd love to have you yeah, join I'll, us for another talk about the game. Oh, thank you. Who's the? Uh, who's the dumbest coach in the NFL? Uh, I, dumbest is maybe the wrong word, but the well, I, I chose that word specifically. That you could fall back on your wins yes. added if you want to do who's yeah. last or whatever. So, so the one, so the one that. In, in in-game decision-making, the one that adds the least is like a Mike Tom, which I think checks with all of our intuition, sure. and all this stuff. If you do a top-down model from like a point spread perspective, so who adds the least to the point spread? It's Dennis Allen. Which that surprises is most, nobody. As someone who jammed the Saints under nine and a half like all offseason. <laughs> like, right. like they, they have no chance next year, right, with this coaching quarterback. I would. I it would, doesn't mean they can't win like nine games or whatever. Right, yeah. Get lucky with Maybe it'll be games. eight and a half, nine again, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I... Tampa Bay winning the division in the NFC South this year is maybe the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to the Saints and Falcons collectively uh, in, in a long time. And that, Todd Bowles and, and Baker list, Mayfield? No. And that list is extensive. Right. And with the Falcons, too, like historically bad to the Saints at least won a Super yeah. Bowl. All right.
Eric's going to stick with us for another segment. Eric Eager from Sumer Sports will start hour number three with Nick and Ken here on You Better You Bet. We are live from Radio Row. The show has been absolutely magnificent. Sean Merriman will join us as well coming up next hour and hashtag perhaps some surprises along the way. And maybe at some point, Ken and I will do just a segment with the, uh, with the two of us. Yeah. Or not. Hour number three coming up next here on a Wednesday from Radio Row. Bringing the action of the big game to you. It's You Better You Bet, live from Radio Row in Las Vegas.